welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 60 and a half, listener stories number seven. Are you guys as excited as I am? Probably, just gonna assume. These are some of my favorites. These are some of my favorite episodes because you guys scare the shit out of us every day with firsthand accounts of weird shit you've seen, times you were abducted by an alien, cryptids that you saw in the middle of a desert mm-hmm. on your way to Washington in an abandoned gas station. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to every single listener story episode because they are all gold. <laughs> I also love these episodes because I feel like I don't know whether or not people are just like fucking with us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of like when you read a magazine and they have embarrassing stories and you're reading it yeah. and it's like so over the top and it's crazy. It's like, yeah, I was getting ready to go up on stage and then it turned out my dick was out and I was also yeah. um, <laughs> rained on by period blood at the same time. Right. And so yeah. and then I'm just kind of like, well, is this even real? Our listeners are so haunted, you know? It's very true. Also, you're bringing back so many recovered memories of reading like Cosmopolitan magazine. (laughs) When I was in high school, my mom would not let me buy it when I was living at home because she thought that it was going to like corrupt me because I was underage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But so I would like go to the grocery store once I got my driver's license and I would buy like different things and then sneak in a cosmopolitan magazine i'd have to go home and like hide it under my bed and i remember that section with embarrassing stories where people write in and you're right it's like is this real or is everyone like are they making this shit up so that i continue to buy their magazine right because it's working yeah yeah i remember cosmo magazine someone like whenever you go to track meets someone would bring a cosmo magazine yeah on the bus yeah, or like we would have it like in our tent or whatever between races and like as everyone was just like sleeping or on their phones or chilling, I would like secretly like look in it and go to the page that's like talking about sex and just stare at it and be like, is one day I'm going to do sex? Wow. Like I was just like <laughs> such a nerdy, awkward, like little freshman, you know. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful times. You could not pay me to go back and relive it, but I'm very grateful for everything yeah. that high school taught me. To our 2% of listeners that, according to Spotify, are under the age of 17, hey, how's it going? How's it? How's high school? Has it gotten better? I kind of feel like the youth that's going through this pandemic right now is like not having a good time. I think you're right. Yeah. I I mean, I can't imagine being at home with my parents as like a hormonal teenager. Right. But I also heard that maybe it's just like having a bunch of snow days back to back, you know? Oh, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would have killed to have something like this when I was in college just because right. most of the battle for me in college was, was going to class. class. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember yes. Alyssa very well. <laughs> yes. So I feel like if I had the opportunity to just like switch on my Zoom in bed on my laptop, I feel like that would have fixed like 90% of the problem I had. Definitely. I've got to agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. Same yeah. Same for me. Like if I could just show up, I could like pull it together enough to, right. to like yeah. <laughs> do well. And then I would know what's coming up and what's due and all that. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, so if, if you guys have been listening to all of our episodes this year, which you should be, you should be listening to everything in order. I made a mistake at the P.O. Box and did not realize that we had so many packages because I did not understand that the yellow slips in my P.O. Box were some sort of undercover covert postal <laughs> office code for, hey, bring these blank yellow pieces of paper to us and we will exchange it with a package that has come for you. Right. So because of that, we are going to spend this intro unboxing like nine or ten packages that you guys have shipped to us Amazing. at the P.O. Box. I can't wait. Let's go. Okay. I'm just grabbing the first one. Yeah. This one is from Rebecca H. And I'm going to do some ASMR unboxing for you. All right. I'll also describe what I'm seeing since Alyssa can't hold the microphone and do it. She's pulled out a green envelope that has an alien on it. And it says to Nat and Allie with a bunch of stickers. And there's a card in it. Okay. This one's from December 2020. It says, hi, Allie and Nat. I just wanted to send you guys a little thank you and let you know how much I appreciate all that you guys do. LGH is my favorite podcast. It always makes my work week better. I saw this baby ghost sweatsuit and I knew I had to get it for Nat's baby boy. And Allie, I included a Starbucks gift card to help you with those late nights of LGH research. Hope 2021 brings you guys and the haunted fam positive hauntings only. Love, Rebecca H. At Hollabeck. P.S. Sorry, this is so sloppy. It's not sloppy at all, Rebecca. You're doing fantastic. I love her at. It's like Hollaback, but it's Hollabeck because her name is <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> wait, wait. Where Where is she from? Can you tell me the state? Because I'm trying to figure out where people are this nice. California. It says no California. Way. I don't. Yes, I are don't want to say the me? city, obviously, but yeah. I always no, thought people California. in California were so mean, and Rebecca, you are like singularly changing my opinion of Californians right now. <laughs> Let's see. Oh my god, that's so oh, cute. There's these little tiny baby they're pants. Little, <laughs> they're little. They have like li- they're black sweatpants and they have little ghosts all over them and the ghosts are like <gasps> smiling and looking so cute. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And here's the top. And a little sweatshirt and it's like a cute little ghost. Oh, baby Enzo. Oh man. See, every time I see cute stuff like this, I forget about like the horrible, terrifying event that's going to occur here in the next <laughs> like month and a half. And I only focus on like how cute this baby's going to be. So thank you guys. <laughs> I can't wait to see pictures of Enzo with all of like surrounded by LGH stuff that I'm sure people are going to send and that people have already sent. And also thank you, Rebecca, for my Starbucks gift card. I literally live off of Starbucks because yeah. they're they're like one of the only drive through coffee places. And because of the pandemic, I don't really want to go inside anywhere. So this is perfect. That's super nice. Thank I also so always remember one of our first episodes, you talked about going into Starbucks to study for it. And there was like this crazy guy that was like, oh my God, snorting something in front of you yes. and just being crazy. Yeah, I always remember that. Yeah, that he took his shirt off and rubbed honey all over himself. <laughs> and then and then he started playing music from his phone and set it down on the table where it was like a larger table where I was working on um, 
on the very first episode of LGH with some other girl was working on something else. It was just one of those big tables. And he slammed down the jar of honey in the middle of our table, rubbed honey all over his shirtless chest. Then he took his phone, put it down on the table, and it was blasting some music. I don't even remember what it was. We were both just like in shock, me and this other girl. And then eventually she left and I was still there. And he came out of the bathroom after being in there for like an hour with his phone just on our table blasting music. And he came out and started snorting something at the table. It was very unusual. That was a mating dance, I'm convinced. Yeah. You know when you see exotic <laughs> birds doing the like most crazy shit ever? Like they like turn themselves yeah, like, inside so out. Extra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the, what that guy was doing. And it worked. He got two females it, to pay attention. That's very true. In fact, one of the females just entirely left <laughs> but you know what i i stayed so maybe it did work on me in a subconscious way all right let's okay. opening up the next package this one doesn't have a name on it but it says it's from tennessee let's see what's in here thank you again rebecca i really appreciate that and so does Alyssa. it says th so first there's a letter mm -hmm. it says dear Allie and nat thank y'all for creating a podcast that inspires people to question the norm you both manifest a safe space for guests, fans, and all of our outlandish theories on the pod. Your voices are soothing, and I've loved the humor you both bring to such haunted stories. I've been a fan of SP7 and loved seeing what goofy situations y'all were put into by friends in the episodes. Enclosed in this envelope is some fan art I've made. I reference two Instagram photos from your accounts. I hope I have permission to use your likeness as these prints are for both of you and your listeners. I've included multiple prints in three haunted colors. I hope y'all can use this surplus to send tokens of appreciation to your first few donors or begin a raffle to fundraise for a haunted adventure. I don't have any super haunted stories to share. The, eerie, the eeriest thing that occurred in my life this year was the day my grandparents died. There were no nefarious circumstances in their deaths. My grandparents were very old and living in a senior care center. Visits were frequent before the pandemic hit my area, and they both showed signs of being near the end. My distant family came to say their goodbyes to these outstanding people. Shortly after the remainder of their living children spoke their appreciation and love, my grandmother was the first to pass. She died peacefully after my own mother spoke to her about fighting too hard and that it was time to let go. After the end-of-life caretakers tended to my grandmother, my family took time accepting that she was truly gone. My mother again felt she needed to let my grandfather, her own father, know that his wife was safe and he could also pass. He passed within 16 hours of my grandmother. They had been married for over 65 years, had seven kids together, eight grandchildren, and survived the pain of losing two sons. They took care of and tolerated each other until the end. I know this isn't spooky, but I believe in the haunted power of the soul and our attachments to each other. Thank you for reading my letter. Enjoy the design and stay haunted. From Shelby H. Her Instagram is shellbell underscore and her Twitter is at Shelby underscore Humes. And she's also in our Discord as only 10 UC. Have you seen her in the Discord, Natalia? Dude, the, the, I'm telling you, the Discord is like the fucking craziest place you've ever been in your life. So if if I have seen that name, then I I feel like I, I don't know. I just can't tell you. There's so much going on in that thing at all times, but that's for just a totally different episode. 
Um, Shelby, that's amazing. Thank you so much, first of all, for not only thinking of us, but thinking of ways that we can like make our podcast better and be able to afford going on haunted adventures because those are things that Alyssa and I talk about all the time. Oh, and we're looking at the art. Oh, it's amazing. They're so cute. They're like, it's like stamp line art of Alyssa and I. I love that. And they come in two different colors. This is really cool. Thank you so much, Shelby. And thank you for sharing that story about your grandparents. I, I think that, you know, something with our listener stories is normally when we feature listener stories on an episode, they're kind of a wide variety, right? Like sometimes we've definitely had stories where people talk about like, oh, I saw this like goat man fucked up shit in like a dark alley. And then there's other people that just want to tell us about how somebody they know passed on and how they have felt like they've seen their presence afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I stories like that really give me a lot of comfort. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's nice to know that like people can pass peacefully and their memory can remain alive. Mm -hmm. So to me, whenever I read a story like that, it brings me a lot of comfort as someone who's very afraid of death. Yeah. Yeah, Shelby, I also lost a grandparent during this pandemic and I had a very similar experience. I wasn't able to be there because my I I'm not allowed to go over where she was in hospice, my grandmother, but my father held her hand until she passed and he told me it was very peaceful and she seemed content and that also gave me a lot of peace when everything right now is kind of crazy and you know that's not exactly how you imagine saying goodbye to your grandmother or grandparents is you 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 would hope that you would get to be there but I was very blessed that my father got to be there and so I think just being able to be grateful to that your grandparents were able to pass so peacefully just like Alyssa said it's like a blessing yeah and 65 years of marriage man I can only aspire yeah to something like that like that is such an accomplishment good for them i I like how she said they took care of each other and tolerated each other because i feel like after 65 (laughs) years of marriage yeah that's like it you just like tolerate the person like (laughs) yeah that's what we can all hope for exactly okay now i have a big package here look at this this is a big box from hannah in Florida. And Alyssa is cutting it very dangerously. This is not how you should open a package. You know how usually you take a scissor and you like turn it into a knife and like put pressure on it and then cut along the tape? She's not doing that. She's just holding the scissors as if you would be cutting a piece of paper and like just cutting into random parts of this cardboard box. Hey, so this note says, hello, lovely, talented, haunted ladies. My name is Hannah, and I'm a witch in Florida. Also, I'm an Aries, if that means anything to you guys. I can't draw or make music or make cool alien dolls, so I made you two spell jars. Spell jars are jars filled with with money, oils, herbs, flowers, literally anything you can find to attract anything you desire. The large jar is a money-slash-prosperity jar. Inside, it has coins, orange oil, bergamot oil, patchouli oil, moon water, cinnamon stick, mint leaves and a jade crystal shaped like a skull because spooky (laughs) the small jar is for honestly anything you want it to be it can be positivity positive vibes fame love money opportunity etc inside it has rose petals rosemary rosemary oil moon water and a clear crystal i love y'all's content so much it really be getting me through the haunted times (laughs) just wanted to (laughs) just wanted to let y'all know that in the witch community we call benevolent 
and healing magic, light magic, not white magic. Oh. White and black magic is tied to racism and the church. Also, if you guys are curious or have questions on witchcraft, I'll put my number down to text slash call. I don't know if you'll use this, but I was thinking it would be funny if when you guys do lessons on true crime or something, you guys could mention the person's zodiac sign and just shit on the sign and make fun of them. Okay. <laughs> love you guys so much. Heart, your Florida witch. <laughs> wow. I love our Florida witch. That's incredible. Witch. That yeah. was amazing. Wow. I really love that. That was amazing. That. Also, thank you for educating us on the difference between white magic and light magic. So in the future, we will definitely refer to it as light magic. See, this is why we need a resident witch right. to tell us this shit. Because we're just like fanboys. We're what? like witch fanboys. We really are. What <laughs> other podcast gets sent like haunted spell jars and then has a witch be like, yo, by the way, I'm a witch. Hit me up. I got you. Also, Hell I want yeah. you to start fucking with the zodiac signs and just shitting on them. Like, how amazing that's, is are these fan letters? That's We're also so such a good idea. I yeah. feel like in if in uh, one of the future episodes I do, I'm definitely if I can find the zodiac sign of one of the people in the story, like I'll definitely mention it and we'll definitely shit on it. Okay, oh, show fuck. me the jars. What? No, Natalia, the post office broke it. The jars are broken? Is this why we've had bad financials and haunted <laughs> luck for the past? No. Okay, oh, wait. I'm so sad. Wait, we have to text her and tell her, ask her how to make it right because we've got to fix them. Look at this. That's so pretty. It's so pretty, but it's shattered. What do I do? Maybe we take all the pieces and we put it in another jar Maybe. along with all of like... We got a texter. Oh, no. I'm so sad. You're right. This is probably why we've had so much financial hardship. Like, this this badass witch listener tries to help us, and then the fucking post office. Right. Fuck. Okay. okay. Well, the good news is the jade crystal, the skull, is still yeah. intact. So here you can see it. Okay, perfect. Super cute. Very cute. Okay, Hannah. Yeah, we're going to ask you, Hannah, because we need to know what we what we do next. Where do right. we go from here? Do oh. we need to wait for a full moon and like bury the shards and then, you know, grow a tree on top of it and pick some leaves from the tree and make a new jar? What do we yeah, do? Yeah, what do we even do? I My guess, as again, just like a magic fanboy, is <laughs> maybe like buy a big jar from Michael's craft store and put everything inside of that jar. Let us know. Hannah, if you're listening to this and we haven't texted you yet, um, please send us an email. Because I know what to do. Michael's, your local witch preparation (laughs) store. Okay, next package. This one is from Alejandro in California. Oh, amazing. Wow. Whoa, that's, we got to get that frame. That's awesome. This is fucking awesome. Thank you, Alejandro. When did you send, holy shit, this is from January of 2020. Right, so that's like a year old. Okay, so it's the picture from our Instagram, which I didn't realize was a handmade drawing. It looks like marker or something. And it's Alyssa and I. I think we're wearing Santa hats, right? Yeah, it's from from Christmas 2019, but he mailed it in January. There's a Let's Get Haunted crystal in the middle, and we're kind of like hovering over it looking like witches. And I'm holding a nut button, and it says nut. Amazing. Wow, I really fucked up by not knowing what those yellow... (laughs) Uh, slips me. Well, this is good because now, I, now I feel like our good luck is gonna is just gonna start waterfalling in, you know, because it's just That's all been true. backed up. All right, guys, here is the next package from John, also in California. 
Okay, Alyssa is opening up this next mailer. Looks like there's a letter inside. Oh, she's looking confused at the letters. What is this, Da Vinci Code? I feel like Nick Cage right now. <laughs> well, it was, I opened it up backwards, so it was in the middle of a sentence, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, so it looks like this letter can explains what's in the package so let me continue opening it Ooh, yeah these are beads and they have little labels on them so one says earth and depression light and light energy Mm. another says oh oh they gave us two of each that way we each get one set that's awesome spirit guide moon energy and extra protection we need that all the time public speaking oh yeah sign me up for that love and condition and unconditional love we also need that yes good luck and positive energy this is all stuff we need so this is perfect moon energy uh fire psychic slash fire prosperity air and psychic powers and sun energy and extra protection So this says, so this is like a guide to all of these. So the spirit guide bracelet contains unikite and rainbow moonstone. Want to converse with spirits? Converse with your guides. They will help and protect you. They will have important information for your life and they will not sugarcoat things. Meeting your guide. Oh, this is like instructions for how to meet our spirit guides. Oh my God, I'm scared. I, my spirit guide can it's got to be a crazy <laughs> spirit there's no way it's just like a normal happy <laughs> counselor spirit oh my gosh okay this is so long i think natalia and i might have to do something where we try to to do this find like our a spirit guides yeah it's like a ritual Oh my god. Okay, just read like the first couple lines from it. Meditate, close your eyes and focus on being in a place that comforts you. Create that place in your mind. If a thought about daily life pops in, ignore it. Have fun. See that place in your mind. Once you are comfortable, ask your spirit guide to come forward. Spirit guides come in many different forms. Some may appear as a cat, as mine did, a dead relative, an angel, or even a supernatural creature such as a dragon. After improving your connection, you can speak to them without redoing the comfort place. They will help you sort out who to talk to and who not to, human or being slash spirit. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, that's going to be so... Oh, and it explains all of these different beads and what they mean and the different... Um, like, there's different spells that you can do with them. And he so this person has explained what different spells you can do. Oh, my God. Hmm. This person made 115 pendants for us. <gasps> what kind of pendant? pendants it says as i mentioned in the other letter my printer broke but where's the other letter oh my god there's another letter what no no i don't have another letter did the post office do some fuck shit again i made 115 pendants for you so anyone who donates gets good vibes too there are two promo items that you may use yourself or give to others who you feel they may need it more on that later i have never written in before nor how i ever liked a podcast enough to donate I do have much more info on the spells placed on each item, but the metal used is stainless steel. It's a bitch finding crystals without some cheap crap that will affect everyone. All items have been spelled with the witch goddess herself. Goddess of witchcraft and magic. I guess she overheard my plans on sending healing slash protective items out for free and wanted in. She wouldn't take no for an answer. Perhaps setting the donate bar at $3 and get good vibes. I'm sending some funny John Oliver stamps and will donate more for stamps. 
the money raised will be for sending you haunted girls to Ohio University. Oh, my but, God. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I'm clearly missing a letter. I wonder if it fell out. I'll look I'll look after um, after this episode. That is it so seems, nice. Yeah, that is so cool. So it seems like John donated us all of these different protected beads. And, oh, they're individual beads. Yeah, I'm seeing now. I thought it was a bracelet, but it's individual beads that we can give away to our listeners. I love who that. Perhaps, yeah, like people who buy merch. So now we have these cards that one of our listeners made and these beads. That's incredible. I love that everyone's just wants us to succeed so badly. They're like, I have to fucking help these two dumbasses because they're just <laughs> not, they like are, are mean well, but they do not know how to grow a podcast. Thank you guys. That's so true. We need we all the help we can it. get. Yes. Really appreciate it. Okay. Next package is from Natasha in Oregon. Let me open this one. Oh, it's like a, a printed, a printed fan art, right? Yeah, Natasha, this is one of my favorite pieces of fan art that we've ever gotten because it was a video. She made a TikTok of herself drawing both of us and then with some quotes from your HMS Terror episode. Yes, Natasha, I so love it. Thank you so much. It's me talking and Alyssa looking horrified. Oh, okay, no, Alyssa is saying, if you were dying of starvation... Do you think you could eat a human? And I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. I do it right now just to taste it. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. Ooh, what is that? Some sort of like macrame bracelet? Or? It's like Yeah, it's a macrame bracelet. Ooh, this is cool. Thank That's you, Natasha. Very cool. Thank you. Oh, there's more stuff. Hold on. There's quite a few more things. Let me see. These are like literally okay. these are like care packages. Thank you guys. I- Yes. I feel like oh I'm God, at haunted it. summer camp and like my parents love me enough to send me one of those cool packages with a bunch of stuff in it yeah. that everyone else got and I never got. <laughs> Hi, Allie and Nat. I hope you enjoy the gifts. Inside is a pacifier macrame clip for Nat's precious little boy. Oh my God. I thought that's what it was, but I was like, I don't want to assume that this is something for me and then it end up not being and then just it yeah. being an embarrassing moment. Oh my God. I That is so cute. It's a pacifier clip. Like you clip the pacifier to the baby's outfit. Oh, and it's homemade. I can't. I'm going to like cry. That's so sweet. All <laughs> and. He has like a whole outfit to wear. I know. And- he's going to be like, he's going to have the most haunted drip out of any baby in the universe. <laughs> um, and she also says, thank you for everything you do. You've created such an amazing and entertaining podcast and such a welcoming community. Happy hauntings all 2021 to you. Heart the other Nat. So her name's Natasha on the package, but she goes by Nat as well. So I it's love two that. Oh my gosh. I'm vibing. Oh, and there's also a ghost sticker and there's sunflowers and then crying ghosts. I love this. And the hits keep coming. I have several more packages. Hold on. This is literally like Christmas right now. It also kind of makes me feel good because every, you know, every once in a while we would get a package and they would actually like put it inside my mailbox or they would give like put a key in my mailbox and then I could go to a locker with that key to get a package but I also kind of thought I was like you know oh like we don't really get that many packages but I'm so grateful for every package we get and now I'm like shit we were actually getting probably like one package a month That's which a would lot. have made me feel really fucking special so wow <laughs> I'm just like in shock I'm like in shock I know okay guys we're moving on to the next package this one is from Grim in Michigan 
What a cool fucking name. Yeah, Grim. That's sick. All right. There's a card and it's got a stamped moon on the front and it's sealed on the back with like a wax wax. seal. Okay. I have a card here. It says, Nat and Allie. Hi. First off, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and have finally caught up to present day. I'm so used to listening every day. It's weird to have to wait for season three. I wanted to send y'all some positive hauntings for 2021. So I sent you both necklaces that I make. Call them amulets if you like. I will. (laughs) Nat, the rose quartz one is for you because you're an expecting mama to be and it's the stone of unconditional love. Allie, the Labradorite one is for you. It's a stone of protection and intuition, but has general alien vibes, as you can tell when Mm. you play with it in the light. Running out of room, so enjoy. Heart you both from Grim, they slash them. Ooh, thank you guys so much for putting your pronouns on these and in your listener emails too. It makes it so much easier because we can't, like, we don't know you in person, so it's great. Oh, and this also says, P.S. Allie, you mentioned you're Armenian, and I wouldn't be a true Armenian if I didn't mention that I am as well. <laughs> insert Armenian, <laughs> insert Armenian greeting. My mom never taught me. Yes, oh. okay. That is the one thing about Armenians is it's like they can't wait to fucking tell you that they're Armenian. I love that. Um, when I was in college, I may have already said this on the podcast, but my freshman year, they have like a club fair where you can like go out onto the common like uh, lawn area of the school and walk around and see the different clubs at different tables. And there was an Armenian club and I was like, oh, like that might be fun to join. And I walk up to it and I was like, oh, so like, what do you guys do? And they were just like, well, we're Armenian and we're really proud to be Armenian. And so we talk about different things involving like <laughs> Armenian food. And I was like, holy shit, like this is oh, so wow. much. It's like yeah. literally just talking about Armenia. I love that. That's exactly Beautiful. what I would expect an Armenian club to be. I want to exactly. see the omelets. <laughs> oh, and then Grim has an Etsy. Their Etsy is Grimy Pile O Bones. That's mm. G R I M Y P I L E O B O N E S. Cute. Oh, and it's little. The back is the Ace of Pentacles. Oh, I love that. It's like a tarot card. So it's the Ace of Pentacles and the Two of Swords. Love that. And let me show you these amulets slash omelets slash omelets. One sec. (laughs) If we ever get to go to Alien Con and we're just like swagged out and all this stuff and then people just think (laughs) we're like super spiritual and we don't even know what a tarot card is. (laughs) (laughs) They made us a little black cauldron. Oh. With the evil eye. Like a little. I love that. These are handmade like little. Like the like. What is that? It looks like clay or like something? ceramics. Yeah. Ceramic. And here we have the rose quartz necklace. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. I can't wait to wear that. It's like a um, rope necklace and the rope is sort of like netted around this big stone. Wow. That looks intense as fuck. There's no fucking way I'm getting bad vibes when I'm wearing that. Yeah, you're going to be like so love bombed while you wear this. Just going to be like a nuclear bomb of love on you I'm at all times. I'm already feeling it. I'm going to give birth in that necklace. Thank you, Grim. I totally see what they're saying about this looking like alien vibes. It's like an iridescent, like green stone. It's um, it's a triangle. Oh, this is really cool. Thank you so much, Grim. I really appreciate it. And I believe we have three left. It's another one from John, the person that gave us all of... The beads? The beads. 
Oh, so maybe this is the other letter that he was talking oh, about. Oh, you're right. Or okay. all the pins. There's a feather. There's these little vials of salt, like pink water salt. Oh. It says whole. Oh, it says holy water salt. Oh. Oh man, yeah, just tons of different vials full of different things. Yeah, there's a feather. Wow. Okay. Let's open this letter. Okay, so here I found the first letter. Lovely. Uh, To the wonderful girls who run the Let's Get Haunted podcast. My printer at home had broken down, so I'm typing to you from my workplace computer. It makes it look like I'm a hard worker, lol. (laughs) I am the male witch who was the former donor known as Borco. I noticed that giggle when you said it in episode 55. (laughs) There's a lot I want to say, but I won't eat up much of your time on the pod and will say the rest via email. Remember when you said you wanted to be sponsored by a magical company? I do have an Etsy store, but until I can get a new printer and a few other things, that will have to wait. I'm sending you good vibes, and I err on the side of giving you too much information, so the other papers are just instructions and more info about the items you're getting. So this is all about the different types of items that they sent us. Oh, amazing. Um, Thank information. you, John. Like, yeah. Thank little, you for giving oh, us lots cute. of information because we are like literally clueless. Like, I'm yeah, just like, we're... ooh, haunted feather. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a tuning fork. The feather is attached to a tuning fork. A... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's This is like literally so much information. Natalia and I are going to go through this and we're going to figure out all of the fucking spells of positivity and protection that we can. Yeah. Maybe we, we should ourselves. make a vlog. As soon as the pandemic ends, we should do like unboxing videos of our packages so this is the largest package it does not say who it's from statistically speaking one of these packages has to be from the stalker right yeah (laughs) i always okay every time i go to the p.o box i'm like it's just a matter of time before she sends me anthrax in the mail or like a bomb it would be more like her to send fake anthrax and be like this is real anthrax you (laughs) are going to die within the next 20 minutes (laughs) laughing at trauma is really the only thing you can do (laughs) this was sent in january of this year oh good so it's recent hi nat and Allie. my name's wheezy i've been listening since almost the beginning and i love you guys this past year has been crazy but you guys have always made me laugh for my birthday last year both my sister and kaya the other girl who sent something in this box lol got me nut buttons oh my gosh oh that's awesome one One lives in my car. The other lives in mine and Kaya's smoke shed. Yeah, a smoke shed. I know Kaya's letter mentions how fucking haunted our beautiful island actually is. Oh, this is from Hawaii. Oh, my God. Oh, they sent us a bunch. Oh, my God. They sent us, like, coffee and Oh, a little whale. Sorry, guys. I know I'm bouncing around. I'm just really excited. I know that I'm, like, reading half a letter and then showing Natalia stuff. She showed me a whale stuffed animal. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Little things for Enzo. Oh, wait, is that a little Hawaiian shirt? Oh my God, yes. you guys, it's a tiny little shirt with like Hawaiian print on it and a little pocket. Oh, that's so cute. And it says aloha. Oh, that's I love adorable. it. Oh, and they sent, oh my gosh. Oh, I love these. So I, I've eaten these before. They're just so fucking good. It's the Maui. Caramax, creamy caramel and macadamias covered in milk chocolate. Oh my god. Amazing. Uh, Ohana. So I'm assuming that these two listeners have 
a company because they put a business card in here that says Otaku Sense, www.otakusense.com. That's O-T-A-K-U-S-C-E-N-T-S.com. And man, there is so much stuff in here. Wow, that must have been so expensive to ship all that from Hawaii. Thank you. For, for real. Oh my goodness. Hand sanitizers, Hawaiian shirts, coffee, macadamia nuts, letters, a whale. I'm assuming this whale's for Enzo, so don't worry, Natalia. I will not steal the <laughs> whale. <laughs> That's perfect because Enzo, the, the nursery is themed ocean, so the little whale will be perfect. And they gave us their cell phone numbers as well. Oh, that is so, so nice. Okay, so Kaya is the other girl who wrote us a letter and she put her Instagram at the end of the letter. It's at K-A-I dot U-H-H-H. When I find a story in Hawaii so that we can say we're going to go to Hawaii, <laughs> then we can yeah. be like, hey, can you guys show us around the haunted parts of this island? Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely, you guys. Okay, let me finish Let me finish reading this letter so that, because Natalia and I can't be together. Normally when we used to unbox, if you guys remember from season one, I actually wouldn't read the letters out loud. And that was just because Natalia and I were together. So we would take time to like read them with each other. And we weren't sure if you guys wanted it to be public, some of the information. So this, the letter from Wheezy says, it would be really cool to hear you guys take on some of the stories and legends I grew up on. I'm most familiar with the stories from my island. It says L-O apostrophe A-H-U. There are mm-hmm. countless interactions with so many entities from all of the Hawaiian islands. I'm not really as good as at writing a letter as Kaya, so I'm going to call it here. I love you guys. Sorry this box took forever to get to you guys. Completely my fault. Heart, wheezy. Apologies for the horrendous handwriting. Nobody needs to apologize when they send us stuff. I don't think you understand how, how fucking excited, excited Natalia yeah. and I get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so then, stoked. Let me read this letter really quickly from Kaya so that Natalia can hear it. Dear Nat and Allie, I wanted to thank you guys for all the hard work you put into Let's Get Haunted. I've been listening for about a year and a half, and you have helped me get through countless shifts at work, car and plane rides, laundry day, and pretty much anything else I don't want to do. (laughs) I appreciate the endless laughs and spooks I get from you two. Currently, I'm working at a bakery from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. by myself, and every night I turn on LGH and re-listen to episodes, getting so invested every time that I actually jump scare myself with my own reflection in the glass. (laughs) I was born and raised in the state of Hawaii on the island of Oahu, and let me just say it's haunted as fuck. There are ancient Hawaiian burials literally everywhere, and odds are if you are building a house and digging down, you're going to find at least a body or two. Holy (gasps) fuck, that's haunted. I did not know that. There are so many spooky stories I could tell you guys from the time when the ghost of the old lady who used to live in my house attached to me and would watch me sleep as a baby to the time my senior year when I was house-sitting and had a spirit throw a knife into the wall next to my friend's head. But I don't want to take too... Yes, but I don't want to take too much of your time. Write us an email, Kaya. Needless to say, if you ever run out of ideas to talk about on the show, Hawaii is full of history and topics I think could be interesting, especially since most people's first thought when it comes to Hawaii is paradise. Anyways, I've been wanting to send you guys some stuff forever, but upon hearing of Nat's pregnancy, congratulations, by the way, I knew it was time to stop procrastinating. 
My friend Wheezy, who is also addicted to your show, and put this little box together for you guys. For baby Enzo, we got a cute little Hawaii-themed outfit and a stuffed whale. You might be wondering why the whale. Well, I'm glad you asked. My friend and I really enjoyed the Whaley House episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad someone liked it. (laughs) In, In particular, Nat's description of it as a whale house. We also added in some hand sanitizer because people be dirty these days and they smell and the hand sanitizer smells good and a box of chocolates for each of you ghoulie girls. For Allie, we added in a bag of the classic vanilla MacNut coffee. I hope you're not allergic to nuts. If you all if you are, we'll retry. Haha. Nope, I'm not allergic to nuts. You got it. And for Nat, we couldn't help but get her the 24-karat gold coffee. We tried to get you guys stuff that's authentically (laughs) from Hawaii. Thank you both again for all of your work and hope that you enjoy our small token of appreciation. Love you both. And if you end up doing an episode on of if you end up doing an episode on Hawaii, please feel free to contact me and I can help any way you need. Stay spooky, Kaya. Insta at Kai.a. She gave us her email and herself. Thank you guys oh so much. Gosh. Thank you, Kaya and Wheezy. Yes, Kaya and Wheezy. That was amazing. My heart is so full right now. I, like, I, I know you guys feel like you are our friends and you think it's fake because you're just like, oh, they're podcast hosts. But like, we feel like you guys are our friends and we don't yeah. know you either. So like, it goes both ways. Yeah, it really does go both ways. I feel like really popular and loved and cool right now. <laughs> and like. What? And trust us when I say Natalia and I have never been popular or cool. No. So this is very <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Okay. This I've is got very, one very last exciting. package. One last package. This one is from Berkeley, California. Oh, this is from my friend Lucas. My friend that I am in a fantasy football league with, Lucas, he works at a bookstore in Berkeley and he told me he was going to send me this. It says, Happy New Year. Hope this book is mildly interesting. It's the Encyclopedia of Ghosts and Hauntings. Wow. That's we'll definitely resort to that. Like we're gonna oh, use absolutely. That all the time. Thank you so much, Lucas. And if you guys are loc if you listeners are in Berkeley or driving through Berkeley ever, go to Pegasus Books in Oakland. Um, that's where my friend Lucas works. Buy a book from him. He works at the Freak really him out, cool just bookstore. scream Lucas. Yeah, get in there and be like, Lucas! And he won't understand what's happening. It'll be creepy. It'll be great. Thanks, Lucas. That's super nice. Wow. I feel so good right now. I can't believe we just have like an hour of ego stroking, I feel like. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Sorry I'm stupid and didn't realize that a yellow post-it note in your P.O. box means go to the front desk. But I really appreciate it. Holy shit. This is incredible. Packages mean so much to get to us. I know everyone knows that the pandemic sucks right now, but I feel like it's really hard to do with a podcast. And so it feels like this is very rewarding and we feel very, um, I feel like my social bar is getting full, even though I'm like not able to physically be there with any of you or even Alyssa. (laughs) This is great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely agree with everything Nat just said. Yeah, it it brings some sense of normalcy. I know we've talked about this before, but having this podcast has made this pandemic bearable for us. Mm -hmm. So it really is like fucking awesome when we get packages and letters from you guys that say that you guys feel the same way, that you feel like this podcast is helping you get through the pandemic, too. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, everybody, so much. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, you guys, welcome to the listener episode. If you guys don't know what this is, this is where Natalia and I read your emails and you guys tell us spooky shit that's happened to you in real life. And if you have a spooky story you'd like to share with us, you can send it to letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. That's letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. Please note, we are not letsgethaunted at gmail.com. That was our bad. We put it on our website for a year and it's wrong. It's incorrect. And whoever has that email address has is probably so scared. Like, like people are just sending the most fucked up shit to their email account. Oh, that's great. And if you are the person who owns that account and you're listening to this to try to figure out what's happening, maybe maybe we can work something out. Like, do you want to get rid of that yeah. email address? Because we'll take it. I, I can promise you... Maybe like ten dollars yeah. if you want to give us. We can give you some defective <laughs> you... merch, and then you'll have a great story to tell. That's true. Also, why do you even have that email? Right. I'm suspicious. Yeah, I agree. Well, Natalia, do you want to kick it off with the first email? This story comes from Stephen. Hi there, I'm Stephen, a listener from Manchester, England, Ooh. here to tell my spooky ghost encounter. Well, to be more exact my dad's spooky ghost encounter. I need to start by saying that myself and most of my family are skeptics. And until I have my own experience, I can never truly believe in ghosts. Anyway, here we go. So about 14 years ago, my parents and brothers and sisters were staying at my uncle's place. The building was a rectory. Basically, a really old mansion-type building built in the late 19th century, and one night, when everyone had gone to bed, my dad got up around 3 a.m., spooky witching hour I know, to use the bathroom. On the way back from the toilet, he thought he saw me leave the room I was in with my brother to go get into bed with my mom and him. For reference, I was maybe around seven or eight at the time. However, when he got back to the room, he noticed that I was in fact not in the bed when he got back. So he asked my mom, who was now wide awake because she just heard my dad go to the bathroom where I had gone as he'd just seen me come into the room. To which she responded, he never came in. He's asleep in the other room with his brother. Now, Fuck that. my dad is a skeptic, but he swears this happened and he couldn't sleep for the rest of the night because he knew he saw a little boy wandering around the old Ugh. halls. My auntie did also get a medium to come check the house who supposedly confirmed the presence of both a young boy and a girl in the house. So that's my story. Just wanted to say that I love the podcast and I'm really looking forward to more episodes in 2020 and beyond. And don't even know if you guys will read this, but hey, fingers crossed. Steven. Steven, first of all, that story is scary. And second of all, I can tell you're the kind of skeptic who like, just really wants to believe it and like that's why you're yeah. listening to the podcast and that's why you're here and welcome I feel like all of us are like that we really want to believe it that's why we're taking in so much information waiting for that missing link to come along Absolutely. that proves it you know and also the fact that you are even listening to a podcast like this lets me know that yeah like you're not exactly a skeptic you just haven't seen a ghost yet yeah right exactly also uh steven i hope you're still listening to the podcast i see your emails from 2020 it takes us a while to get through these emails 
because uh, we only do them every 10 episodes. So if you're still out there, what up? Hey, thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks, Steven. That is so scary. I've heard a couple of stories like that about like where somebody swears they've seen someone come home (sighs) or like... And I actually on r slash glitch in the matrix, I saw somebody fairly recently posted a story on there where like their husband came home. Like this lady was in her house cleaning. Her husband came home, grabbed like a knee brace that he needed or something and then left to go back to work. And she like didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of the workday, he came home and she was like, oh, that was so nice that I got to see you in the middle of the day. That like rarely happens. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, you left your knee brace here and uh, you came and got it. And he was like, no, I took my knee brace this morning when I woke up. I did not come back at lunchtime. And she was like, who the fuck came into the house? What did I see? Am I losing my mind? So I feel like there are so many stories like that where right. somebody sees someone walking through their house, thinks it's a family member, and then later they're like, who the fuck was that? That's Those are like oh. very scary to me. Oh, so creepy. Super creepy. Okay, this next email comes from Cap'n Milky Way. Hey, Nat and Allie, just heard your most recent episode on listener stories and decided that it was time for me to share a personal story from my childhood. I'd love some feedback on this. Also, I did get consent to share this story from from the friend referenced within if that has ever been an issue before. When I was younger, probably 10 or 11, I would spend nearly every night at my friend's house who will call Matt. Because I spent so much time around Matt and his family, I was introduced to quote-unquote religious practices through his mother. She claimed to be Mormon, which seemed to be her single faith considering she would go to church every Sunday and do all the normal things Mormon families do. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just exhaustively ignorant to anything dealing with religion considering I was raised almost solely to have an atheist belief system. (laughs) This never bothered me. In fact, I thought that the belief in a higher power was all in all rewarding. The only thing that did bother me was Matt's house. Matt's mom never had the the standard religious presence. Instead, she would stay up all night watching horror movies, slasher films, and reading strange tinfoil hat paperback books. (laughs) Even with the strange activity practiced by the head of the house, I was always extremely comfortable and welcomed in their home in comparison to my mother's house. So I stayed, almost becoming an unofficial adopted child. The story I intended to tell was a night when me and Matt were going back to his place after running around doing hood rat shit you would expect from kids like us. We opened the door to his mother kneeling on the floor in front of the coffee table. Each corner furnished with a red or white tea candle and a star, which I now realize was a pentagram, drawn in the center of the table with salt. What? She noticed us and told us to come over, which Matt did with no hesitation, so I followed suit. She had us get on our knees and hold hands to form a circle around the coffee table. After this, she started mumbling what Matt later told me were prayers. And once she did, I felt something that I've never been able to recreate before. I got extremely cold, but only on my back and felt a force of some kind travel down my fingers, through my body and out the other hand into Matt. I know that this sounds absolutely nuts, and I like to chalk it up to me wanting something to happen, but I know what I felt. After the prayers, we unlocked hands and stood up. It was over. With this out of the way, Matt and myself retreated up to his room to play video games and do what kids do. After a few hours of sleep, I was awoken 
to the door opening, which seemed normal enough. Matt's mom would always come check on us before she went to bed herself. With this expectation, I rolled over to in fact see Matt's mom, but instead of peeking her head in, she was standing in front of Matt's closet facing us. No. Standing completely still. No. Oh my god. Uh, oh, I can't no, read the rest no. of it. Oh my god. I have the chills. <sighs> I was weirded out, but I still spoke up and said her name to hopefully warrant a reaction, but I didn't get one. <laughs> I started to freak out, so I sat up and looked over to Matt, who was doing the same. He called out, Mom? A few more times, but got no response. But instead of being freaked out, he groaned like he was annoyed or used to it and quickly stood up and practically had to carry her back downstairs. He came back up and I questioned him about it. And all he had to say was, quote, this kind of thing happens sometimes after she prays. Oh, my God. (laughs) This could be chalked up to sleepwalking or something along those lines, but I personally had an experience later that year that couldn't be thrown away so easily. Matt and I went into the house to the same scene, but decided we didn't want to take part, so we went upstairs to his room to sit around. Once the sun went down, we thought it would be cool to climb out his window and sit on the roof. It was a mid-August night in Idaho, so his house was very warm. After looking at the neighbor's houses, I peered over to a four-way stop at the end of his road, and I saw a man standing in the crosswalk. It looked like a typical Idaho meth head. You know the type. (laughs) The only strange part of this was the fact that he was just standing in the middle of the road looking towards Matt's house, almost in a daze. After a couple seconds pass, I see a car approach the stop sign and thought it would cause the man to move, but he never did. Instead, the car stopped, signaled, and turned directly through where he was standing. I froze up because I thought I had just seen a man get run over, but once the car passed to the other road, the man was nowhere to be seen. (gasps) The experience with his mother can be explained in my eyes by something I learned later in life about her. Matt's mother was an avid opioid addict and took prescription painkillers for all the time I knew her. When I was that young, I never realized she had a problem, so the possession experience had haunted me throughout most of my teen years. That's all I've got for weird experiences. These have caused me to believe in the stranger things in life, and your show really helps feed that interest. I really hope to hear this on the show, and I love the work you're doing. Please help keep me weird. From Jaden. Jaden. Holy shit. Oh my god. See, here I am thinking like thinking other parents wouldn't let their kids come stay at my house because my parents like didn't have enough rules. But like that in reality could have been so much worse. Like they could be yeah. getting possessed by demons and just coming and staring at you in your bed at night. Also, what do you mean it just drove through that guy? Like it, he was it a just ghost? It drove through him. Yeah, I guess like it I guess it sounds like the car didn't see him right like maybe the only person who could see him was Jaden I don't know oh that's so I didn't even realize that that makes it so much worse yeah I know that's so freaky because it was a it was a stop sign and the guy's standing in the middle of a crosswalk so I feel like it would be impossible for the car not to see him it's not like the guy was just stepping off the crosswalk you know what I mean he wasn't just like stepping off and then the guy was making a right hand turn and didn't see him and ran him over it's like the guy was in the middle of the crosswalk. What's, I don't isn't know. Isn't there That's some haunted freaky. game where you go into like, like a, isn't it like a Japanese game where you go in like a ha- the middle of a crossroad? 
or something. Google it. That sounds really fucking cool. I want to hear more about it. Oh, wait, there actually is. Yeah. So I was like just the other day looking up like haunted games because I want to do an episode on it. And one of the games that you can play is like this haunted crossroads game. I can't remember how it starts or whatever. Do you really want me to Google it? Well, if you're going to do an episode on it, then you, I guess you can tell me about it later. Yeah. But that sounds fucking cool. Okay, great. Great. I'm glad you like my idea for an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jaden. Okay, so it's, Jaden says that he wants our opinion on this story. Well, it sounds like you found the reason for why the mom was doing weird stuff right if she had an opioid addiction but it's still weird that she was it's weird that she asked you to come into her ritual but at the same time if you're like abusing pills or whatever when you're high maybe you you would just be like yeah it's fine let's make it a party everyone come in my devil worship or whatever i'm doing right right? or whatever it was yeah yeah so weird but also that you know what that reminds me of that reminds me of the listener story where those frat boys put the pentagram yes, on their coffee and table and let it on fire yeah <laughs> that's that was legendary maybe the mom like knows those frat boys and she was like hey i want to do this this sounds fun but i don't that's so weird especially if she was mormon yeah you're definitely not allowed to have like pentagon rituals as a mormon i feel yeah. like as i'm not a mormon but like i feel like when you are a mormon they frown upon that kind of behavior <laughs> so right I don't know what's going on. Also, you just said Pentagon instead of Pentagram, and it remind oh. it like made me think of someone. <laughs> made me think of someone going to the Pentagon, and <laughs> like the government building, and just like doing a weird fucking ritual around it. That maybe that's like what we need. I don't oh know my God. what our country needs at this point. Yes, a haunted Pentagon. Amazing. All right, this next one comes from Paula, and the subject line says, "Don't burn it!" with an exclamation point. Hi there. My name is Pauline and I'm a huge fan of your podcast. In the last two days, I listened to 18 episodes. I just can't get enough of it. Okay, side note, Pauline. Do it. Listen to them again. Listen to more. Who can break Pauline's record? That might be a record. 18 episodes in two days. That's nine episodes per day. That's like you're listening to it yeah. the entire day, right? From like start. You guys, drop a comment in the SoundCloud if you have beat Pauline's record. I'm very interested. Amazing. All right. I especially appreciate your sense of humor. It makes me feel a bit less terrified. Side note, please excuse my English. I'm from Poland and I'm definitely a much better listener than a writer. Anyway, this is something you may already know, but I wanted to clarify it just in case. On many occasions, I heard you say, quote, why don't just why don't we just burn it down and destroy it? End quote about haunted objects and houses. There's actually a good reason why people don't do that. If there is a dark entity connected to a place or an object, destroying it would break the connection and set the entity free. Oh. Free to haunt anyone anywhere. So it's safer to simply keep the haunted things isolated so that they could only mess with the people who had contact with him with them and not everyone else. It's also one of the safety rules for using Ouija boards. Don't burn it. I hope you enjoy that spooky little fun fact. Um, definitely, Paula. Wow. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, because 
we're always just wondering why people don't <laughs> just burn shit. But like, this is a great example of why we're like the worst, best podcast host, right? Yeah. Like, we are learning with you guys at the same time, <laughs> and we're all here together learning. You know that? Yeah, that does make sense. I still disagree. I still think we should burn it down, release the <laughs> entities, let them be free. But it does. Yeah, that does make sense to me. That that also makes sense about why nobody has burned down that like fucked up upside down cross house that you did an episode on. Do you remember that? Right. With, like, yes. It had, the necromancy episode. Yeah. It had like a an armchair that had blood from the previous tenant on it and like who committed suicide yeah. in the chair. Yes. And it, I was like, why are we not like tearing this house down, rebuilding something less haunted? And like, why is this armchair still just sitting in the house? But maybe that's why. Maybe people know more than we do, clearly. <laughs> Everybody right. does. Yeah. And yeah. that's why. Next letter comes from Victoria. Hey, Nat and Allie, I've really enjoyed your podcast since I found it. I've binged all your episodes on my commute to school and work for the last couple of weeks. I've had a lot of weird paranormal things happen to me over the last couple years. I never experienced anything until I was about 18 or 19 years old. I've lived in the same house since I was two, so I've always found this really strange since most people say that kids are more susceptible to the paranormal. I'm now 23 and I've experienced a lot of things over the last five years. Me and my friends have some theories about what this is, and I'll explain after I tell you the stories. The first major thing I experienced was late one night around 2 a.m. My parents were out of town, and my boyfriend at the time was sleeping over. My sister had gone to the bar that night as well, so it was just the two of us for most of the night. We were both sleeping when I woke up to the sound of someone crying in the hallway, calling my name, and saying, no. and saying I don't know what to do, repeatedly. My sister oh my has God. a tendency to cry when she's been drinking, especially vodka, so I assumed it was her, but when I opened my bedroom door, the hallway was empty. Oh my God. Her bedroom door was still wide open, meaning she hadn't even come home yet. I looked back at my boyfriend and we looked at each other before it even registered what had happened. If I was alone, I don't think I could have been able to get back to sleep that night. I asked my <laughs> sister in the morning and she said it definitely wasn't her. The second major thing I remember happening was maybe a year and a half after that. I was in my basement studying late one night, and my dad was sleeping in the spare room because my mom snores. It was probably 1 a.m., and I was the only one awake in my house when I heard glass breaking. I was terrified and, of course, did not go to investigate because that's when the college girl always dies in the horror movies. True. When I asked my dad in the morning if he heard it, he goes, yeah, I thought that was you. And as far as I know, we never found any broken glass. The last major thing I've experienced happened probably two months ago. My parents were out of town again, and I was again sleeping in their room. It was probably 3 a.m., the witching hour, and I woke up because I heard something hit the window. There's nothing around that could have hit the window, no trees or anything. I then heard what sounded like footsteps in the snow. I'm from Canada and there was and there was a lot of snow on the ground. I went to look just in case it was a friend or someone trying to get my attention, even though that doesn't make any sense because how would they know I was in my parents' room, but it was 3 a.m. and I wasn't thinking clearly. 
I didn't see anyone or any footsteps in the snow. When I went to go back to bed, I had a wireless charger on the nightstand that had a blue light that meant it was charging. I could see the light reflecting off the glass shower door in the bathroom from where I was laying. The light started moving and getting fuzzy, almost like I was looking at it through water. Again, it was late and I wasn't wearing my glasses, but it was really strange. There has been a lot of other smaller things that have happened to me as well, but mainly they aren't scary or creepy things, just weird. One night when I was home alone and sleeping in my parents' room, I remember my water was sitting on the bedside table and it was almost empty. I was thirsty and too lazy to go fill it up, so I reached over hoping there was still a little left and that I didn't have to get up, and when I reached for it, the bottle was completely full. Yes, I could have just filled it up, but I really don't remember getting water. We also have a family picture in the living room, in a silver picture frame that we found knocked to the ground on multiple occasions. I asked whoever it was to stop knocking it over, and it hasn't fallen down since. I've also had jars that I can't get open suddenly unscrew themselves on their own. So, the theory that I mentioned earlier... My friend has decided that this is a young girl that was killed, most likely by an abusive partner. That's why she never showed up until I was older and started dating, because she wanted to protect me. She also did not have a great home life, and that's why it was always the family picture that would get knocked over. She's bitter about the life she had and wants to protect me from having the same fate. This also ties into the Ray contest you guys included in one of your episodes. When I did the first test about walking through the house, as soon as I walked in, I saw my dad in the living room. My dad is still alive, so he is not the spirit I see. Later on, when I walked upstairs, I saw someone else that I didn't know in the house. This is where most of the incidents happen as well. The apple test I was able to do no problem, but the dinner one I saw first person, not third. However, there are lots of memories I have that I see from a third person's perspective. I really love your podcast. It's one of the few podcasts that I've listened to all of the episodes and I love it. Thank you so much, Victoria. That is a ton of shit to happen yeah, Victoria, to one person. I think you are a medium, like hands down. And I think like a lot of that weird stuff you're seeing, only you can see it. But your dad heard that person crying asking for your help. No, that was her boyfriend that heard it. Her dad heard the glass breaking. Her boyfriend heard the person crying, I think. Yeah, either way, yeah. Either way, like, that's some fuck shit. Like, if I heard someone crying in my hallway saying, I no. don't know what to do, I I don't know what I would do. Yeah, no, I would call the police yeah. immediately. <laughs> and, and then I would jump out of the house and burn it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, again, the, that's how you get haunted, as we just learned from the previous email that we I read. Yeah. I would be calling the police and I would be like, hey, I need you guys to send over a fire truck immediately because I have to set this house on fire right now. (laughs) Also, I feel like the thing about the jars unscrewing on their own. That's like, yeah. What? What do you mean? You see it spinning on itself? What? What is that? But also, how convenient because I can never get jars open. I would love (laughs) a friendly little girl ghost that just wants to protect me and unscrew my jars for me. Yeah, it is kind of nice. It's like a friendly, like little Casper. Right. I wonder if her friend is also like has a high Raycon because her friend seems to have this entire backstory for this ghost that I'm like very interested in. I'm interested in knowing like, did your friend 
I don't know, like, does your, is your friend known for having these sort of like premonitions or being able to sense things that other people can't? I'm, I'm very... Yeah, have your friend take the Raycon test. Yeah. Also, make sure your friend's real. Make sure your friend's not <laughs> a ghost. I feel like from now on, as a precaution, you need to make sure all of the people in your life are real. I completely agree. Also, if you guys are listening to this story and you're not sure what she's talking about regarding the Raycon test, we have done this test on two episodes. We did it on the episode with Sammy Joe and Kib, which was last mm-hmm. year. Um, I believe it's called Anatoly Moskvin's Black Magic Dolls. Yes. And then we also did it on episode five in 2019 on the Setagaya murders. So if you guys are interested in learning more about the apple test, the dinner test, the Raycon test, go back to either of those episodes, listen and email us your results. Because that's been really interesting for me to see like yeah. what everyone has seen from those tests. Totally. And my personal opinion is the Setagaya murders version is like a little bit better because we aren't rushing through it as much. So Oh, that's true. If you have the option to go through and pick which one, I would do the Setagaya one. Or you can do both. You can give us a stream on both right. episodes. We would love that. Yes. This next one comes from Jennifer and the subject line says haunted railroad tracks with a question mark oh fuck yeah hello Allie and Nat I very recently started listening to your podcast and it's the first podcast I've listened to without almost immediately getting bored so thank you I do have a story sort of from several years ago taking place in my hometown of Belleville Illinois so to start there's a local legend of the haunted railroad tracks the background story I know is There were these railroad tracks that are no longer present where long ago a bus of children were hit by a train and they did not survive. Oh my God. If you go to the location now and stop your car where the tracks used to be and put it in neutral, your car will start to roll away from the tracks. Apparently, it's the children pushing you out of the way so you don't suffer their same fate. Some people also say that if you sprinkle baby powder on the back of your car, you will see the children's handprints. Several years ago on Thanksgiving, later in the evening, a few of my cousins and I were telling spooky stories using a Ouija board and getting creeped out when the oldest of my cousins told us the story of the railroad tracks. So we decided, obviously, that we needed to go and we needed to take the Ouija board with us. So we pile in my cousin's car and she takes us to the tracks and I think we successfully got the car to roll a few times and we were just trying to figure it out if it was legit or maybe there was like a slight slight slope that caused us to roll or some other reason. I think at this point we decided to just break out the board while I parked on the tracks when all of a sudden we heard a train. No. We all just kind of stopped and looked at each other and we noped out of there so fast We didn't think there were any actual tracks nearby. There might have been. I've never checked. It was mostly just cornfields. So we were majorly freaked out. I had been back to the tracks a few times after that, but it was never as creepy as that one time. Thanks again, Jennifer. Jennifer, that story gives me so much anxiety. Like, Either like you're about to get hit by a real train from the, the middle of nowhere, or you're about to get hit by a ghost train or just like i would just be so scared also i wish my cousins did cool stuff like that (laughs) oh my god i like something about 
ghost trains is so fascinating to me it's probably like one of my favorite topics we've ever talked about on this show Mm -hmm. like also i know like obviously a group of children dying by being hit by a train is not funny that's very scary and upsetting and terrible (laughs) but the idea of a train coming out of nowhere in a cornfield like not on any tracks like oh my god (laughs) that like that makes that like is very silly to me like just a ghost train just coming out of the cornfield so they did she did say that the car rolled a few times though right yeah yeah Yeah. i mean also putting baby powder on the back of a car and having little tiny handprints pop up that is a very cool spooky image to me like that's the kind of spooky shit that i like like hearing that i'm like ooh, i don't know it gives me like the good visual Our next letter comes from Chandra. I'm back with some news. I sent an email before about the old woman in my room and the doll in the wall. Do you remember this one? Oh, right. They found a like haunted doll in their wall. You remember that? Like they were like renovating or something and they opened up the wall and found this old doll. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Okay. How did I forget about that? (laughs) Yes. That was fucking horrifying. Okay. So she's back with some news. Um, I sent an email before about the old woman in my room and the doll in the wall. Recently, some strange things have been happening more frequently. I believe I tagged you gals in a video of my TV, which turned on randomly. This has been happening more and more often. It all came to a head a few days ago. I'm known to have vivid dreams, some which even predict the future. What? It's nothing new to me, and I've become accustomed to nightmares. I often turn them into ideas for books or scripts. I'm going to university for film studies. I actually have a book in which I write all of my dreams down to keep track of all the strange things that I dream. The other night, I had a rather odd dream that stuck with me. It was me in a building that appeared to be a theater. A woman who appeared to be a ghost was in the rafters, repeatedly yelling that the lead actress in the play, whose name I can no longer remember, needs to die, will be killed, deserves to die, etc. Wait, what? I was this is alarmed. a ghost that's saying this? In a, yes, in a dream. Oh, so she okay, had a dream, a dream that she was in a theater and there was a ghost woman in the rafters. <sighs> okay. I was alarmed, but nobody else seemed to notice her. Later in the dream, a sandbag... A sandbag was dropped on the lead actress and they were (gasps) killed. This later led to the ghost being released and possessing the patrons of the theater and preventing them from leaving. This isn't that crazy of a dream for me as odd as it seems. I've had some wild ass dreams. I think I must be related to Stephen King or some shit because they are wild. This dream, however, was particularly odd. Not for the content necessarily, but for my reaction. I woke up multiple times during the dream. Uh, I woke up fully multiple times during the dream, and my heart was racing. I was fully aware and knew it was a dream, and actually thought, huh, weird dream, and then fell back asleep. However, as soon as I fell back asleep, the dream would continue, and the ghost would continue to torment me. This has never happened to me before. After waking for the morning, I brushed it off and went on my way. However, while eating my breakfast, the TV turned on multiple times. Those around me also had heavy shivers and had their hair pulled on multiple occasions. While in the shower, I felt like I was being watched and then felt a hand running through my hair. I've done nothing as of recent to warrant a haunting, and I'm usually very cautious about 
about the matter, so I don't know where this could have possibly originated from. I did, however, go to watch a play in a relatively old theater, and I think I may have picked something up in there. It's only getting wilder, with objects moving around and strange noises like knocking being heard around my home. I'll keep you both updated as this develops. I really wasn't expecting to send another email to you as I had gotten all my paranormal stories out in the last one, but I guess sometimes life throws you something (laughs) new. Loving the podcast and was absolutely floored by the recent episode on Mark Kilroy. Spent a good hour or two chatting with my friends about it in Wendy's. I was also going to recommend you do an episode on Rasputin, as I have Russian ancestry and he means a lot to my family, but you mentioned him in episode 30 and a half, so it just just turned out for me. Sorry it was a little long again, but I thought you might want to know about the crazy haunted shit going down in my life as we speak. Hope you two are doing well and keep on Liam Neesoning it. Yes. I I just keep wanting to say burn it all, but like... (laughs) Yeah, that's my gut reaction too. (laughs) Is always just burn it. I'm like, oh, burn the shower, fixed, right? Burn the TV, (laughs) we're done, okay? This is like a perfect metaphor for our coping mechanisms. (laughs) Like something's not working out, destroy it. (laughs) Pretend like it never happened. (laughs) I wonder if she's just had more haunted experience since then. It sounds like probably they just keep coming. Also, I love that she listened to the story of Mark Kilroy and then her and her friends went to Wendy's and just talked about it for two hours because that is such a mood. Yeah, that's honestly like what this podcast is for. Exactly. Right. Thank you for that update, Chandra. Thank you. This one comes to us from Kate. It says, two more stories. Oops. Hello again. (laughs) I'm not sure if you got my first email, but you said that you read all of them. So I'm hoping you did. If not, my name is Kate and I love your podcast. I remember two more stories after I sent my last email and I really wanted to share them. So I really hope this isn't annoying. Here are my stories. I hope you like them. The first story takes place at the first house I can remember living in when I was around three to six ish. I had an imaginary friend that I'm about 95% sure wasn't imaginary. Her name was Abby. And based on what my parents have told me, what I said about her, she was a young girl with braids and red hair, but also an old woman with a bird i no (laughs) No. (laughs) what i would say things like quote she's falling from the ceiling but you have to catch her and basically scare everyone for one of my things i'm sorry that is so terrifying for one of my birthdays or christmas i got a baby doll the doll became abby and i took her everywhere My twin sister had an imaginary friend, too, but has later told me she made it up because I was always talking about Abby. (laughs) My parents, very secular people, basically atheists, even looked up the history of the house because the things I was saying were so weird. They found out that the house was a boarding house during one of the wars. I don't know which, so it's very possible a woman named Abby lived there. One of the most convincing things, however, is that as soon as we moved out of the house, I stopped talking about Abby and the doll, and the doll got a new name. I don't remember anything about Abby herself, but the house, in my mind, has a dark, misty feel, and I'm sure there was something there. I'm just glad the doll is now, as far as I know, just a doll. The second story is short, but very strange. Earlier this year, I was downstairs with my little sister getting ready for school in the kitchen. We were the only people down, and it was still dark out. All of a sudden, a loud, lyrical whistle burst out. 
I actually thought it was my sister because it sounded like it was very close. It didn't happen again. And when we looked out the window, no one was out there. From the volume and the amount of time it took to get to the window, it would basically be impossible to get out of eyesight. It couldn't have been the wind either because it sounded like a woman whistling a song, almost a lullaby. It hasn't happened since, but it still freaks me out to think about it. I have a few more creepy stories, like the person that knocked on my door late at night, a very specific knock, and then spoke in a language I've never heard before practically vanishing. What? Because my entire life, including my house, included in a YouTube video, is haunted. But those are the most notable ones I wanted to share. I hope you enjoyed them and it's not too annoying. I sent two emails. I love your podcast so much. Thank you for making it. I can't wait for more episodes. Kate. Um, what Whoa. the fuck? <laughs> that First of all, Kate, we're yeah, never, we're never annoyed, annoyed if people send multiple emails. No, not at all. Yeah, we have no lives. Wait. So send us more emails. Can you, Im- can you imagine a little kid walking around talking no. about an imaginary friend and saying, She's falling no. from the ceiling. You have to catch her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Natalia, what are you what are you gonna do no. if your child is born and, and starts telling you haunted shit like I'm that? I'm just gonna hit him. Like, no. Yeah. Cut that shit <laughs> oh out. <my> God. <laughs> no haunted shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Also the idea of like a haunted old woman with a bird what, like, that's just falling from a ceiling. A woman why like the speci- the specificity <laughs> of like an old woman with a bird is just so much creepier than an old woman or a bird. Yeah. <laughs> also it makes me think like that was real. Right. You know what I mean? Like she's she really saw something because what kind of child is just like Oh, yeah, there's an old woman with a bird. Like most people that have imaginary <laughs> friends, it's like, oh, this little girl that I'm friends yeah. with um, plays with me in the backyard. Or, oh, this like teddy bear that came to life is my imaginary friend. Right. That This is like an old woman with a bird. No child is just imagining that out of thin air. Oh, yeah. If Enzo's like has an imaginary friend that's an old woman with a bird, um, we're, he's done. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like go live with Burn auntie Alyssa. yeah 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 he can be haunted with me um we'll have a great time we'll find the bird woman and <laughs> i don't know what we'll do we'll we'll what do bird women like we'll give her some bird seed as an offering and ask her to please go away and then i'll send enzo back to you when he's not haunted anymore thank you sacrifice <laughs> yes this next email comes from lark howdy My name is Larkin, and I am such a huge fan of your show. My friend Colin recommended it to me, and I love listening to it at work. I'm not completely caught up yet. I just finished episode 15 and a half, but I scrolled down a bit on Spotify and saw that you were still doing listener stories, so I wanted to write in. So my Raycon, Raycon, Reckon? How the F do you spell that word? Has always (laughs) been super low, so nothing has happened to me that I can't remember. Don't worry, I can still spin the apple, though. But I think I have a good haunted tale for you guys that was told to me. At the moment, I'm a senior at Texas A&M University in College Station. It was founded in 1871 as a military-slash-agriculture school, and given our anal attitude about preserving tradition, a lot of the original buildings are still standing. Some of them are really cool because of their architecture and history, but a few of them are a little more creepy-looking. I've included a few pictures below of one in particular. 
A lot of the older buildings have animal facades on them, which isn't surprising due to our agricultural start, but rams have such a tie to the devil that the buildings showcasing them are haunted all on their own. Mm. The building in question is the Animal Industries Building, and it still stands and hosts classes today. So what do you think was going on in 1959 at Texas A&M University? Trick question. Nothing really was happening in particular. But this was the year that our haunted story does take place. On November 14th, Roy Sims, a staff member in the building, was in the basement preparing cuts of meat for butchering classes since those were his duties as the meat locker room foreman. Let me note real quick that it was also his birthday. He had turned 50 years old on the Saturday that he was working. So in the basement, he was reportedly slicing bacon with his young assistant, Zellie Newman, at about 8.10 in the morning, when Zellie stepped outside for a moment to check the weather on his car's radio. When Zellie returned from his car to the basement lab, however, he found a grisly and horrifying sight. Sims was lying face down on the ground, a foot or two away from the elevator door in a massive pool of blood. Zelly called for an ambulance and tried to revive Sims, but he was pronounced dead by medical staff at 8.15 a.m., just five minutes after Zelly had stepped out. The autopsy revealed that Sims had somehow angled his butcher's knife in such a way that he had stabbed his thigh with enough force to sever the femoral artery in his leg, and he had just enough time before he died to crawl his way to the elevator, trying in vain to leave the building before bleeding out with one hand stretched towards the door. It wasn't long after his death that the ghost stories began. Janitors and students who stayed late in the building to study reported hearing strange noises and footsteps in the hallways with no one there. Instruments and supplies being moved and even thrown across the room by themselves the elevator moving between floors, oh. and no one operating it, and the most gruesome being people finding trails of blood leading to the elevator on any floor of the building. <gasps> Tons of building staff members have quit due to the haunted activity, but some workers years ago figured out how to pacify the ghost. Before locking up the Animal Industries building for the night, the last person to leave has to send the elevator to the basement in order for Roy Sims' ghost to be able to leave for the night or else the ghost will... T I have the chills. I am like... I literally just felt a chill go down my spine. Or else the ghost will terrorize the building the next day. And that's all I've got. To my knowledge, no seance has been attempted and no ghost hunter has ever investigated the animal industry's building, but it's still a cool story. I've been in the building before, but never noticed anything weird. Maybe I'm just not haunted enough, or maybe I wasn't there late enough. But if anything actually happens, I'll write again and let you two know. Anyway, thanks so much for your work and keep making content. Absolutely love you guys. Larkin J. And she sent some photos. Yeah. Okay. Let me show. I'll take a picture of this and text it to you, Natalia. First question, which is hypothetical because I'm assuming you don't even have the answer, is why does the school have a butcher? Okay. I have the answer for you. So she said that this was like an old agricultural school. So they would teach you in like the 50s and 60s oh. how to like do different things um, in the agricultural industry. So it sounds like they had classes where you could learn how to like butcher livestock. And he, mm. he, anyway, I just sent you a bunch of photos that she sent us. Do you want to describe them to the audience? That story is fucking haunted. I have so much I want to say about it. 
Okay, I got a bunch of photos from Melissa. Well, first is, uh, yeah, a cursed building for sure. <laughs> it's got, um, it, it just looks like definition of haunted. It's got like that black, like soot, whatever, like aging stuff all over the stone. So it looks like it's like oozing black blood and there's goat goats all over it. Um, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and the second photo is ugh, a bunch of like, old timey butcher type people or something yeah they're wearing like white aprons it looks like it's maybe the 50s or 60s and they're like dissecting some sort of animal yeah people dissecting anything is just never <laughs> like a vibe um oh my god okay and then here yeah it's it's a gravestone it says roy lee sims from texas uh born 1910 died 1951 1959 oh 1959 yeah, it's like a little old, so it's hard to read. Yeah. Wow. I want to go there. I want us to do a vlog there whenever this <laughs> pandemic ends. I've decided this. That is very interesting to me. I think haunted universities just get my goat for some reason. Like haunted right. Ohio University and now yep. haunted Texas A&M. Yeah. That's creepy. Also, the fact that it was his birthday and he just yeah, like cut his femoral artery. Also... I don't like that story because I don't like the idea of hacking into your thigh no. and then like crawling towards, you know, a, yeah, that's just a creepy, I'm sketched out now. Yeah, super creepy. But I love that people have figured out how to get the ghost to chill out for the night, like send him down, right. that, send the elevator down to him. That's so, oh, that part got me. That part was really scary. Yeah. Great story. Great email. Such a good story. Oh, if you guys want to see these photos, we'll post them to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. This one comes to us from Annika. It says, hacked my brain? Question mark, question mark. Ooh. Okay, what? Hello, Nat and Allie. My name is Annie. I wanted to say that I absolutely adore your podcast. You guys have this ability to scare me shitless, then make me pee myself laugh. <laughs> this is the second time I've emailed you, and I wasn't going to do it again, but I just had to. There are a few parts of the story, so it might be a long one. I've always had a strong bond with my grandparents. My grandma and I are extremely connected to each other and have communicated with each other through dreams, feelings, and other spiritual ways. I was going to include those stories in this email, but I felt like it was too long. So let me know if you want to hear about them. I also had a strong bond with my grandpa, who sadly passed away of lung cancer two years ago. He was such an amazing person and it hurts me every day that he is physically gone. When we first found out about the cancer, our family was devastated. Oh. A few weeks later, I got a severe concussion. I healed from the concussion relatively quickly, but I realized that I wasn't the same after i could now see things that i hadn't been able to see before what? i know you guys love to talk about quote hacking your brain <laughs> and i guess i did the first time i realized how i had changed was the night my grandpa told us he had decided to stop chemo i cried myself to sleep that night with my dog cuddled in my arms at some point in the night i felt a warm sensation co come over me and i felt warm hands touching my face <sighs> I opened my eyes to see a beautiful woman in a white dress floating above me. She had long brown hair and a comforting style smile. I could tell that she felt my sorrow and was trying to help me. 
I reached out to touch her and her hand touched my hand and then she was gone. Thinking it was a dream, I looked at my dog, but he was staring at the space she just had disappeared from. I just knew that she was real. I've always been very sensitive to feeling energy because I'm a very emotional person, but I had never been able to see a ghost other than a demon that my last email was about. I continued having more and more experiences where I could see spirits. The concussion allowed me to be able to see apparitions on occasion, which is crazy and scary. The last story I'm going to include was the day my grandpa passed away. I was driving home from the hospice house in his old truck when I smelt his cologne. All of a sudden, Stand By Me, which was our song, came on the radio, and the volume turned all the way up to 100. I immediately pulled over and began to weep. Blinking through the tears, I looked up and saw my grandfather sitting in the passenger seat, nodding and smiling at me. I heard the words, I am happy, in my head, and he disappeared. I felt an immense amount of relief and sped home to tell my grandma what I saw. It was so wonderful to know he wasn't suffering anymore. I still feel his presence during times of sorrow or joy, like when I got a 4.0 my first term of college. Stand By Me will play on the radio, cutting off other songs playing, or I'll smell his cologne and I know he's there. I'm sorry this was so long, but I just needed to tell the story because the anniversary of him passing away was yesterday. I love you guys so much. Stay spooky. Love, Annie. Wow, Annie. What a powerful story. Oh, my gosh. The fact that you had that clear of a message, like the volume turning all the way up to 100, and then you get out of the car and actually see your grandfather in the car and hear the words, I am happy. I mean... How comforting, too. What a, like, fantastic message to receive after going through a loss. I mean, because the most heartbreaking Mm -hmm. part of a loss is feeling like that person's no longer there with you. And so to be able to see him one last time and to still to this day be experiencing like hearing the song stand by me or smelling his cologne that's that's amazing also congratulations on getting a 4.0 your first semester of college that is fucking hard that is not easy yeah totally totally i'd like to know what your major is and it yeah send us you said mentioned wanting to tell us more information and sending in an email send us an email we always want to know more yeah definitely Okay, this email comes from Olivia. Hi, my name is Olivia and I'm 14 years old. Olivia! What? Olivia, this podcast is age restricted to 18 plus. Is it really? Yeah, because we cuss and we talk about gross shit like you talking about folding a dick in half and putting a cock ring around it. Well, Olivia, Olivia, thank you. Well, she's probably like 15 by now. That's true. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you have your parents' permission to listen. If not, consider it because we are not good role models and we don't know what we're doing. Okay. Anyway, my name is Olivia and I'm 14 years old. Haha. I started listening to your podcast in December of 2019 as I absolutely love haunted things and true crime, etc. I live in a small town in Canada. My dad's family immigrated from the Ukraine, and they grew up on a farm and were very poor. Both sides of my family are Catholic. My dad, grandma, and I are strong believers in the paranormal and spirit types 
and spirit type things. I have a couple different things I'm going to talk about, so I'm sorry if this is kind of long. So my first story is my grandpa had passed away, and shortly after he died, my grandma was laying in bed, and she woke up and she could feel a presence laying in bed beside her. She says she thinks it was grandpa with her visiting her to let her know that she is okay and he is okay. She said that as soon as she had shifted her position in her bed, that presence disappeared. Also, writing this right now gave me mad chills, and goose the hairs on my arms are standing straight up, lol. Another story I have is about my house. My house is at least 100 years old, and we live on a farm. My great-grandma gave my mom our house. My father and I always hear noises, and stuff shows up in different places all the time. When I was little, I would be in the house alone, and I would hear footsteps upstairs in my old bedroom. It was sketchy as fuck. More recently, my friend and I were watching a Shane Dawson video in the computer room, and it was about Queen Mary. We were watching and my dog was beside us. We heard three sharp knocks and there wasn't any possible and there wasn't any possible cause. We started freaking out because we were home alone and my dog started acting really weird and panicky. So we took her outside on the leash and she was pulling us away from the house to the garden. It was very scary. I'm still not too sure what exactly it was, but it was scary. I always hear knocks and scratchy noises on my walls at night. I hear stuff in the kitchen, like things clinking around weirdly. I sometimes see shadows, and my dad does too. My mom thinks it's a bunch of BS, but my dad and I completely believe in it. Another story I have is about my town's museum. It's an old pioneer house, and my cousin used to work there during high school. There's many scary stories about the museum. Just driving by the museum gives me chills and scares me. Everyone gets a weird vibe from the museum, and no one likes being alone over there. One of the stories is that the family that lived there had a little boy, and he had died when he was just learning how to walk. My cousin says all the workers there would hear footsteps up there in his room, and sometimes if you started talking to it, you would hear footsteps or his little cradle would start rocking back and forth. The doors would also open themselves like they would physically see the doorknob turn and unlatch and swing open. There are all... I know, right? There are also many footstep sounds in there, and the whole place is just very eerie. One time driving by, I swear I saw a shadowy woman figure looking out of the window as we drove by. I swear it wasn't an actual person, because it was, like, misty looking. I'm still creeped out by the museum, and I will never go there again if I don't have to. That's basically all the stories I have for now. Thanks for reading this email if you see it. I'm such a big fan of your podcast and I absolutely love it. Stay haunted, Olivia. Wow. That, I feel like pioneer times were just really fucking haunted. Like everyone was dying (laughs) left and right. Children were dying of like falling down a well or like getting cholera. And so I would be pissed too. If I was born in pioneer times, I'd be fucking pissed if I died and I would absolutely come back and haunt. But that's creepy seeing like a door, like the handle turn oh, and open. With the handle. Yeah, that's like straight out of a horror movie. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Thank you for Ugh. listening, Olivia. Again, I really can't yes, emphasize thank enough. You. Make sure you have your parents' permission if you're under 18 listening to this podcast because we are age restricted. 
on on the apps and I don't want to be responsible I see people getting canceled like people I think it's dumb but like people get mad at Cardi B and they're like oh my daughter's learning to be sexual because of you you have a responsibility to your younger fans and it's like no you have a responsibility to parent like wait people are getting mad at Cardi B because their kids are listening to her yeah how is that her problem exactly people get mad at Nicki Minaj Cardi B like all kinds of pop artists and they're just like I know Ariana Grande recently some parents got mad at her because she now cusses in her songs and I'm like welcome to the world like everybody cusses yeah adulthood yeah anyway I think it's fucking stupid but I also don't want to be canceled when we're not even (laughs) making any money like nobody sue us and then like we we just like have zero dollars to give you you know what I'm gonna go the opposite route Tell your friends, Olivia, get all the 14 year olds, you know, to listen to this podcast and use your parents' credit cards and cash to buy our merch. You know what? Go wild. And this is the dichotomy of let's get haunted. All right. This one's long. So buckle up your rear robe. Okay. I'm fucking buckling up in my closet in my robe. (laughs) It says, hello, Nat and Allie. I very recently began listening to podcasts because I needed something new to pass the time. I feel like I've heard every kind of music at this point, though I definitely haven't, LOL, but years of obsession seems to have led to a boredom except for BTS. Okay, I already know this is going to be a crazy email, so (laughs) let's all stay tuned. Okay, anyways, I came across your podcast while I was searching on Twitter for more. You'd commented on a tweet I came across that was trying to boost awareness of girl-hosted podcasts. Oh, yay. I love knowing that stuff like that actually works. (laughs) If you found us because someone shouted us out on Twitter, let us know. I decided to check it out as soon as I saw your first episode was Diot Love Pass. I knew I would love this podcast and I've listened since. You are one of my favorite podcasts. Thanks for haunting my whole world, which was arguably already haunted. (laughs) So as you can guess, I have a few three haunted experiences of my own that I would like to share with you. This might get a a little bit long, so to make it easier, I've labeled them. They're presented in chronological order. Story number one, Pandora's box. It's mildly spooky. My mom has told me that as a kid, I suffered for a little while from a recurring nightmare about a box in the corner of my room. I remember this room very well, as that house meant a lot to me growing up. And although I don't particularly remember these nightmares, I vaguely remember the box. When my mom told me this story years and years later, there was a spark of recognition that confirms to me that this really happened. I imagine that some thing must have been in the box that would come out in my nightmares and thus scare me in real life. Apparently... Every night I would refuse to sleep until my mom covered the box with a blanket. She never saw the box. There was nothing there. But she would drop a blanket in the corner I pointed to always. Anyways, this one's minor. But just to show you that ever since I was a child, I've had some strange experiences. I grew up on Anchorage with a large forest and felt very deeply connected to those woods. However, despite this, I could not and would never venture too deep. Everyone knows that woods are haunted. There were lots of swamps and frogs and even little paths that deer and moose make. I would often play little games with my friends and cousins where I would draw chalk marks on some of the trees and pretend they were witch marks. It was all pretend. I drew the marks myself, but my interest in witches clearly began very young. 
but it's a bit funny that I was always the witch. Story number two, out of body, spicy. The most, notify, the most notable and terrifying experience I have ever had was when I was about seven years old. I remember that it was Christmas break. I would go stay at my cousins in Red Deer for a few nights, and like normal kids, we would stay up very late talking and playing together. Those were the best times. One night after we finally gone to sleep, I woke up and just felt that something was wrong. I can't remember what time it was, but I remember staring at this little glowing red numbers on my cousin's clock, and suddenly time began to pulse. What? It's very difficult to describe, but since then, I've had this experience more than once, and it never fails to unsettle me. A couple of times, it's preceded a panic attack. I say that time began to pulse because it would feel and almost sound like reverberations in my bones and very slow. Then suddenly it would speed up very fast and I could hardly breathe. Slow, like a deep, deep voice, and then fast. Slow, then fast, just back and forth. This was the first and worst time I have ever felt it. I was so scared I lay on the floor in my blankets, paralyzed for a long time, desperately wishing that whatever this was would go away. And then finally, I broke out of it just enough to get up and run to my Tia's room. I remember feeling something run after me, like when you run up the stairs from the basement after turning the lights off, but fast. And it left me immediately once I opened the door and crossed the threshold into my Tia's room. I was relieved, but still very shaken as I went to wake up my Tia. I didn't know what to tell her, and all I could do was cry and say that I didn't feel good and I was scared. She was sympathetic, got up, and told me we'd go downstairs to eat a snack and drink some hot chocolate. But it wasn't quite over yet. As soon as we left the bedroom, it was back. That awful, all-consuming feeling, almost like a physical pulsing aura all around me. And as we went down the stairs, I remember this so vividly. It sped up, and suddenly I was seemingly thrust out of my own body. Whatever about me sees and thinks was in the top corner of the stairwell, looming above my physical body and watching my own tiny body walk down the stairs. And I felt this menacing, predatory feeling. It lasted barely a second. And the moment I was back in my body, I screamed, whipped around to look and saw nothing and then began sobbing. And my poor Tia was so startled and confused. I don't remember what I told her this time. I know I didn't tell her that I just had an out-of-body experience because... At the time, I didn't really understand what that was, but I may have told her that something was following me. I clutched onto her the rest of the way down the stairs and screamed a couple more times as I feared it was approaching me again. Thankfully, that was the last of it. We entered the kitchen, and although I was still trembling with fear, the presence seemed to have left, though I was terrified it would return. My tia made me some hot chocolate, and because I refused to go back upstairs in case the thing was waiting for me, she set me up on the couch in her living room with some blankets and let me fall asleep there. She put on a movie to calm me down. The movie was Christmas with the Cranks, LMAO. (laughs) Always had such an odd nostalgic feelings about that bizarre Christmas movie ever since because it's forever tied to that night. I managed to fall asleep safely, and although I never had the presence to return fully, I felt that pulsing feeling a couple of times as though whatever it was has come to check on me since, but quickly left. To this day, I don't know what I would call it. I've done so much research, but no one seems to have something like this happen before. Was it a demon? Maybe a weird time demon? Was I temporarily was I temporarily possessed, and as my body was occupied, took the demon's body instead? 
Was it something else entirely? Maybe just my first ever panic attack and because I was so young, it became a hallucination? Not even sure if I ever want to know, but I'm also just so curious if anyone has ever heard of this before. That is fucking nuts. The last story is called Spirit in My BF's Apartment. I think like anyone, especially as someone with depression and occasional bouts of bad anxiety with panic attacks, I've had multiple instances of sleep paralysis. It was always scary, of course, but most of the time, nothing notable happens. Just the usual paralysis, panic, and presence pressing down on me. But I've never seen anything before, except once. This is my most recent supernatural experience. I had just moved into my boyfriend's apartment about a year ago now. He had a roommate at the time, and I still own my own place much closer to campus. So what we did was always take turns staying at each other's places every night. We lived together in two different locations. Once this had been going on a while, I started helping him clean and reorganize his apartment because it was messy and I love organizing. After a day we where we finished most of, most of the kitchen, we went to bed, and that night I had a bit of a nightmare. It was really creepy. In the dream, I was sifting through brown sugar container, breaking up all of the clumps, and then this tiny shadow figure emerged from it. Suddenly, I wasn't there anymore. I watched the shadow figure walk from the kitchen to our bedroom, getting bigger with every step. And there we were, my boyfriend and I, asleep in bed. The figure had to shrink to enter the doorway and then walked right around the bed to my side. It stood directly in front of the Doctor Who poster on the wall so that he filled David Tennant's silhouette, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious, but obviously at the time it was spooky. Just as the figure moved into the place and began to lean towards my sleeping body, no. I woke up facing that wall in the same position I had been in in the dream, and there it was, the figure. I could not move. I knew it was sleep paralysis, but I managed to make some sort of weird muffled gasp slash scream and I woke my boyfriend up. The figure disappeared very quickly, almost as soon as it came fully aware of my situation. And then after my boyfriend shook me and cuddled up to me, the paralysis left and I was able to calm down and felt perfectly safe again. Now, keep in mind, this was all in that weird awake but still very sleepy state that you're in when you briefly wake up for a dream before falling right back asleep. The next morning, I remembered it and thought about it a lot. That day, I ran into a friend on campus, a fellow witch type, who I talked about with what happened. I've seen come to the conclusion, I've since come to the conclusion with her help, that I encountered a spirit, one that lived in the apartment or building or something. I'm not sure about the significance of the brown sugar, but I felt that what the spirit was doing was investigating the source of all this sudden change to the apartment that had stayed virtually the same for many years before I arrived. I think I was genuinely curious about who this new person was, and since I was rather disruptive, wanted to check my intentions and character, I think it decided that it liked me, or at the very least didn't mind me, as it has not bothered me since. I must have concluded that I was har it must have concluded that I was harmless and perhaps felt a little bit bad for startling me so much. Either way, I remember that despite feeling scared in the dream and when I woke up, I felt no sense of true danger. It was just very spooky, but I was safe, which is why I was able to fall back asleep very quickly. Had I felt it would hurt me, I would have stayed up all night with the lights on. Instead, I somehow knew it was merely curious. As for the dream, I've always been sensitive to my surroundings in my sleep. 
I always wake up whenever someone tries to sneak into my room, you know, family members on your birthday or something, which tells me that my aura must remain pretty active during my sleep. I can feel when it's disturbed. I think that what the dream was, I'm not sure if I astrally projected. If I did, I've never done that intentionally because it scares the shit out of me considering what happened when I was seven. But some sense of me was aware of my surroundings and was able to watch the spirit as it approached me in my dream state. That's why when I actually woke up, the spirit was still there. It was a dream since I know I was asleep or my body was, but it was a real-time dream about my current surroundings. All in all, I've had a fair amount of unusual experiences. I consider myself much like you guys and that I much prefer to believe it's just more fun, but I maintain that there's always an aspect of rationality behind my conclusions about what things are. Some of my experiences, like this weird phase my best friend and I went through being obsessed with what I think we call shadow ghosts, what? I can firmly say was hysteria. <laughs> I know that anything I thought I saw at that time was pure hallucination brought on by my own mind's obsessed conviction. Perhaps her experiences were real as I can't speak for her, but on my side I was playing along. I know that I can tell the difference between reality and fantasy because there are some experiences I've had, like the out-of-body one, that are ex explicitly undeniable in comparison anyways thank you so much for taking the time to read this i know it was long not sure why i dumped my whole supernatural <laughs> life on you lol but i thought you might be interested especially since some of my experiences had very unique aspects compared to ones you have read before i thought you might like to try and interpret something new and maybe even help figure out what the fuck happened to me when i was seven years old P.S. It is funny that I have always been drawn to the supernatural despite my extremely conservative religious upbringing. Won't name it just in case someone's listening to this of faith, but let's just say it's a very intense sect of Christianity. Ooh. I have since abandoned that faith I was born into and I'm now proudly practicing contemporary witchcraft. Hell yeah. I am still quite spiritual, very collective in my beliefs, and also am about to graduate with a degree in anthropology. I love people, I love their stories, and I love culture. Were you aware that most other cultures, meaning non-Anglo ones, don't make a strict distinction between the natural and supernatural? In most other cultures, and Western ones at a time too, the supernatural was just natural. The spirit world is often separated from the living, but is perceived as natural. Wish we had more room for these beliefs in current Western culture. P.P.S. When did I read the when I did the Ray contest? I only saw my babysitter in my house, <laughs> but on the manipulation of the Apple one, I couldn't believe some people wouldn't be able to do it. LOL. I guess that's just what is fun about these tests, right? First of all, incredible. I don't believe there are people who can't spin the Apple. Like, I know <laughs> Natalia, it's I real. Just don't. It's a medical condition. It's not. It's real. You can, People who okay, have well, that problem on, have emailed us before. They're, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Natalia rejects I, those it. Those are fake yeah. people. It's a conspiracy. Go on YouTube, watch an apple spinning. If I had more time, I would just make one. And then just pretend you're watching that <laughs> and tell me you can't do it. Um, Who, who okay. wrote that email? Aitana. Oh, Aitana. I recognize that name. Okay. Yes. I, you tweeted us sometimes, Aitana. Thank you. And you've donated before. Excellent email. Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah that Pandora's box, like little kids doing creepy ass shit like that. I feel like if you wanted to just write like an amazing horror movie or novel, all you have to do is just like collect a bunch of people's kids. Maybe like start a fake daycare or something. <laughs> and 
Just like listen to their kids talk all day. Yeah, kids like, are Like just haunted. put like tape recorders around. Yeah. And then you're going to learn some really haunted original stories. Also, I'm interested. Yeah. Listen to because this was written in January of 2020. I'm sure by now she's heard the paralysis episode, sleep, the sleep paralysis episode. And I bet there's there are a lot of people who have experienced similar things. Oh, I'm to sure. That. Also, Aitana, I regret to inform you that your babysitter was for sure haunted and may have been a ghost. Because if you saw your babysitter <laughs> in the Ray contest, I don't know what to tell you. That just se- it doesn't seem to bode well, in my opinion. Also, the thing that really stuck out to me about her story was the one about um time pulsing like being little and feeling like time is pulsing that like made me re-remember that in kindergarten I used to put my head down on the desk and I like thought I could like speed up time or slow it down and I would Mm -hmm. like I could like get myself in this state of mind where like everything around me was slowed way down and I tried to describe it once to my mom and she was like that's fucking haunted. Never tell me that again. And so. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's a normal parent right, reaction. Right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Those are crazy. Also, I remember I used to get really bad panic attacks. Thankfully, they don't happen very often anymore. But I remember once I had a really bad panic attack. And at the time, I was sleeping in bed with my boyfriend at the time. And I woke up and I like couldn't remember his name. And I like could not remember what I just felt panicked and I like ran into the shower and took a shower and it was like it was like crazy trying to get back to normal after that and so that like the situation of her grandma carrying her and like her Mm -hmm. seeing herself in the third person could have definitely been something haunted also could have been a panic attack because like I definitely felt fucking haunted when I had a panic attack um that one time right but who knows maybe panic attacks are all caused by ghosts who am I to say I know that's the uh, yeah that's the hard part is like what is mental health and what is supernatural absolutely and is it all the same could be and I will say the last thing you want to fucking hear when you're having a panic attack is that it's actually just <laughs> a supernatural that's gonna 100% make it worse absolutely so just for the sake of our own mental health maybe it's best we keep those things separate absolutely yes <laughs> and also if you are dealing with panic attacks I can tell you what helps me is taking a scalding hot shower because then you can't think about shit except for how much hot the shower is and <laughs> and I chug water I chug water bottles and I count how many many water bottles I chug that helps me so if it's not a ghost and you don't need an exorcism maybe try taking a really hot shower and chugging water yeah those also sound like ways to just like make your fight or flight go even <laughs> yeah. more Alyssa's. but sure if it works it for works you, for it works me for you. it works for me <laughs> if you guys have tips uh, for panic attacks, leave them in the comments below. You might help somebody um, you might help a listener and if you think that panic attacks are caused by ghosts also let me know it's possible. I'm not opposed to that idea. But as Natalia said, never tell me that if I'm in the middle of a panic attack. <laughs> I did for anytime I feel like weird, like anxiety or panic attack or whatever. I try to listen to a song like I have like a go to song. Um, it used to be like Ubla D by the Beatles. Uh, but now it's this song called Still the One. Or it's I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's like we're still having fun and you're still the one I know that song yeah and I 
and it just like really grounds me because I just think of all of the memories I have with that song and remember that I'm like a real person and that like Ooh. actually this is not me but I, like advice. when I get anxiety I get like dissociative things so like just anything to make me feel grounded so I suggest picking like a safe song and then listening to that song when you're in a fucking great mood and like creating oh. good memories with that song. And then whenever you're fucking haunted, you listen to that song and it's like a comforting friend. Well, I hope <laughs> I don't have a panic attack in the near future. But if I do, I'm going to try that because there are several songs that I could choose that are associated with positive memories. That's great advice, yeah. Natalia. Love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Glad I could help. Well, guys, did you enjoy this episode? We Are we done? Yeah, we read over 10 emails. So we are done. What the fuck? That is our goal for every listener story episode. We try to read you guys at least 10 emails and we have made it through like 13 or 12. So I stopped counting. Wow. We did it, you guys. Wow. Well, if you didn't if you didn't hear your email, it'll be in the next episode for listener stories. We don't skip over you guys. So don't get angry. That's very true. Get patient. Yes. <laughs> get, let's get patient is our uh, second name of our <laughs> podcast. We're working on that as well. We are not patient women. But yeah, we we I think we've made it through February of 2020, halfway through February of 2020 with emails. We still have like a hundred and something emails in the inbox and we don't read oh, them man. until we get to them in the listener stories. So we're definitely not skipping over you. Definitely keep sending us emails. It may take us a little bit to get to them because we only do these every 10 episodes. But maybe in the future, we'll do more listener stories. If you guys want that, maybe we'll do them every five episodes. You never know with us. We're wild cards. We don't know what we're doing. Maybe we'll just send random lists. Like, what if we just print out a bunch of these and then just, like, fold them up and send them to, like, random addresses? (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, Secret Santa. Right. But, like, with no way to win anything. I bring... <laughs> so, <laughs> that is That is the most haunted thing I can imagine. I just imagine myself at my P.O. box, like, opening stuff and just getting, so, like, getting, like, a cursed printed off email oh about, like, a demon and me looking at myself in third person and being like, okay... <laughs> I'm going to go die now. This is terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, that wouldn't be a listener story. It would be like, yeah, I got to tell you about this one time that like a random person I don't know. I think it was a person. It might have been a ghost (laughs) sent me like a very scary personal haunting story. (laughs) And like ever since then, I just haven't been able to live my life the way I used to. Yeah. If you guys have ever received... Letters with no return address that were vaguely threatening or unsettling. Let us know. I want to hear about that. Let's get haunted pod at totally. gmail.com. Send them in to us. Natalia, do you yes. want to do a sign off for this one? Oh, um, okay. Let me think back. There were so many good I ones. Know. BRB, gotta go rearrange my house so I can meet a confused spirit who wants to know why I'm rearranging everything. <laughs> BRB, gotta go send an elevator down to rescue a ghost. Mm. Wow. All right, guys. See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.